Welcome back to 33 Dreams of Indy. I'm your host, Robert Earl, and today I am joined by a up-and-coming star on the Road to Indy series, uh, Josh Green. Josh, I appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So you, uh, you're in the New York area, about 45 minutes outside of the city. Uh, you're probably running into... Uh, I had a discussion with Stingray Rob, and he's in Idaho, and there's not a lot of places to race uh, uh, around your area. You have to uh, uh, commute a bit to get to tracks. Yeah, the closest track, like car real race track, is Lime Rock, um, which is about an hour up north from where okay. I live. Yeah, and uh, have you had an opportunity to drive on that track in any sort of car? Unfortunately not, but I have been there plenty of times to watch uh, the IMSA races, the Northeast Grand Prix. Fantastic. So I was reading up, you're one of the six finalists for the Team USA Scholarship. Um, what was that experience like at Road America going through that process? It was a lot of fun, and I'm sure anyone who's been there, who you've had on the show, has had a lot to say about it. Uh, Mr. Shaw creates an awesome opportunity, and the judges were fantastic. It was really cool. Um, all the drivers were all super nice, really, really good people. Um, we we're all there to collaborate and help each other. The Lucas Oil cars were a lot of fun, and especially on the Cooper tires they were on, those really, 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 like, road tires. They're stock road tires, so the car is constantly moving around, um, which was a lot of fun. And Road America, obviously, is pretty well known for how quick you come at corners. So, um, and, it, and, yeah, so the judges made it a really cool experience because there was so much different knowledge from so many different places, and um, there was so many new things to learn because there's so many different aspects. So I had like different people like Mackay Stevens, who race car driver, still a race car driver, former race car driver. He had his own points of view on like how to take certain corners and how, how I can go faster. And then other people who like have never really raced, but are outside of the car and have always been watching like coaches and stuff like that have another point of view and everyone as usual in racing, everyone, though it's the same general area you're trying to get to, everyone has a different way of getting there. So it was really cool to sort of try and pick up as much as you could and, and learn as much as you could. And the experience was awesome. I mean, everyone was there to collaborate and help out. And it just made for a really, really nice, upbeat place. So, yeah. Had you ever been to Road America before? No, I am. I have not been racing for very long. So my, my oh, okay. reach of tracks is quite small. Okay. So here you are entering a brand new track in a car you've never driven before with different tires, with different voices in your head, yet you know what's on the line because of what the Team USA Scholarship means and what it has uh, really foreshadowed for other drivers before. How did you handle that? It was a lot of just sort of making sure I was there in the moment. I mean, hmm. it was getting rid of the expectations, keeping that all as low as I could, like just making sure in my head, I was just there to do the best I could do and take away as much as I could. And that's, that's what happened. I mean, we were, and I think all of us were all really close in the same mindset. And it was actually quite cool to see because though we're all competing to win the scholarship, and we all really want to go. Every single time we get out of the car, we'd all talk to each other and help out. Like when we were having issues with gearing, what gear should you be in here, what gear should you be in there? And then like different cars, different attributes of each car. It was really cool to see because we're all drivers and obviously we all want to win, but the, the sessions there aren't races. They're, they're sessions, they're time sessions. Right. You're doing your best to go as fast as you can and be as consistent as you can. 
so we're all there just to help out and it was really cool to besides just the judges helping out that we we're all helping each other and i think it also really helped to get all of us activated in 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 where we were because i think um there were three or four of us who had never been in the car before lucas oil car and then the two who had driven lucas oil cars i don't think they'd ever even been on the street tires so it was all a relatively new experience to us um and no one had driven over to america yet so it was it was all like everyone was in a very very new place but it was yeah it was a lot of just being there to learn instead of being there to win i was just there to pick up as much as i could take notes and try and leave that weekend with as much knowledge as i could take away yeah now did this happen before your debut at portland or after uh, it was just after it was the weekend. Okay. after. Okay. So you made your debut in Portland USF 2000 with the J Howard driver development team. Tell me about that experience. Tell me about the, the track. I grew up out in the Pacific Northwest and, um, although our stock cars never got to run that particular track, um, across the street from it, it actually probably doesn't exist anymore. There was a half mile pavement track uh, that they then turned into a dirt track. And then the last time I saw it, visiting my grandparents years ago, uh, there were uh, bushes and weeds growing over it. So it was the old uh, uh, history of it. So it's nice to see Portland come back on the schedule. How was your experience there? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a huge learning experience, especially because we'd never been in the car before um, showing up to the weekend. So my first time in the car was that Friday, I believe it was a test day. Yeah. Yeah. The whole Friday. test day. Yes. Um, and I had three sessions to get used to it. And honestly, the first day, I mean, both Jay and Lou, their engineer, were super duper accommodating. They helped me a ton and they made it way easier to acclimate to the car than it could have been. Um, and I mean, it made it feel like a lot less of a shot in the dark, if you will, because they, they really, really helped me get acclimated in the car really quickly and get comfortable and be ready to go. Um, uh, and I think. Friday was the best day for us, like pace wise, just because that's the conditions I'm so used to running in. No, okay. no rubber down. I mean, the track was just like it is in the FRP weekends where there's no indie cars running. There's no super high grip, high cars running. Um, so there's no real rubber down the track screen. And then we were really quick. We were P5 at the end of that day. And then we got into the next day. And that's when the real sort of, I was humbled by the experience <laughs> that coming into the next day and Saturday. Um, but yeah, it was it was a huge learning experience. It was tons of fun. It was just really, really nice to be um, in that atmosphere. And especially having known a lot of the drivers there, uh, just from karting and from past experiences, being quite good friends with all of them. It was nice to meet everyone again. And it was just really cool to get acclimated to that car, especially because obviously we're hoping to get in next year. Um, it was a really, really good experience, I think. And it was very worthwhile. Yeah. And some fantastic teammates and, and Jay and every interaction I've had with them has just been absolutely tremendous. I, I like to say salt of the earth type of person uh, that really is there to uh, uh, the team is aptly named as a driver development team. And uh, although he gets the performance out of him, he does that. So um Going to transition just a little bit. Victorious in the uh, F1600 in uh, 2019. Congrats on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Second in the port uh, in the points uh, for the season. Uh, nine wins, uh, 15 podiums, five pole positions, including I was reading about a photo finish victory in uh, New Jersey. How thrilling was that particular victory? We've we've actually had a few photo finishes. I think uh, VIR was the closest. VIR was I think the closest in FRP um, in the six, that series history. Wow. It was like three feet, something like that at okay. the line, some ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, sixteen hundreds 
Formula Ford racing. That's just, it was so much fun all year. And I mean, Jeff at Team Palfrey, absolutely awesome guy. I mean, he commits everything he has to that race team and he spends all this time doing R&D on his own time, trying to get the cars to go faster. Um, And he just runs an awesome program. Like I can't, there's not much more to say besides it's just so much fun to work with him. He does all the um, pre-race stuff that I love, sitting, doing data, Discord, going on iRacing and just practicing, practicing passing, stuff like that, like and just getting super duper prepared for the weekends. Like his biggest motto is if we show up to the track and we're the most prepared to win, you're going to win. That's the way that's the way we hope it goes most of the time. But um, yeah, he does tons and tons of before track preparation. He does all the work that it takes to get the cars to be fast. And he, I mean, he's taught me a lot of what I learned in racing this last season. He is a huge, huge influencer of what I've learned. And I mean, but that whole family, because it's a whole traveling family, him, uh, Jeff, Jessica, and that whole family, they all go to all the tracks and stuff. And it's just really cool to see. And they're all great people. Um, And the season itself was, so, I mean, we had Jonathan Kotick, who's a past, I think he finished second in the points the year before, and he also won the Team USA scholarship, extremely talented driver. Mm -hmm. And I think that also helped a lot with my learning experience because he's a great guy. He was actually my coach in karting. um, So it was quite funny to come up and be racing him in cars immediately, but um, he's extremely world. It's a small world. (laughs) (laughs) Really is. It was quite funny showing up to the track the first weekend and seeing him show up. That was, but, um, yeah, he's he's extremely talented, and obviously it never made it easy. It was a really, really hard season. We we fought hard every single weekend. It was never easy to win races. And Formula Ford being the way it is, you never know until the last lap. I mean, the draft is such a huge thing that you never really know who's going to win the race until you come down to the last lap and we just try and pull away, which almost never happened. I mean, the reason Formula Ford is such an influential series, or Formula 600 in the U.S., is because in USF or – up the series, up the ladder system, it gets even harder to overtake. I mean, the passing opportunities per race is a lot smaller the higher you go up the ladder. And so in 1600, instead of you having like four, five, six opportunities to pass in a race, you have like four, five, six opportunities a lap to overtake. And you have to make those split second decisions. Do I go left? Do I go right? Where do I break sort of decisions at speed every single lap? So I think and Jeff stresses this as well. It's just the best way to prepare for going into um, single seater racing. Yeah, to to be able to plan something out, but yet react to what is actually going on. Because you can spend hours on the sim, uh, but once that car in front of you darts or dashes to one direction or the other, to be able to do that. What if you had fallen on the opposite end of that finish? that closest finish that occurred because you came out on the, on the right side of it. Well, what, what if it wasn't, uh, how does, how does that make you feel? I was lucky to come out on the right side both times, but, um, at, at VIR, it was kind of like a dream weekend, if you will, because, um, practice two, I don't know. So a huge accident involving me and and two other cars where I ended up in the hospital after the car was completely wrecked all three corners or I, yeah, I took off three corners team did an awesome job overnight to get the thing back prepared and from a canoe to a race car in uh back to qualifying uh and when we were able to go back out and qualifying it was just like i mean it was insane like i was so surprised by the team and the team did an awesome job to get everything set back up because the car was literally a canoe by the time it landed and was in the barrier uh and 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was a dream weekend because we qualified on pole. We won the first two races, and coming into that third race, I mean, we we crossed the line side by side. If we hadn't wow. won, I still probably would have been pretty happy with the weekend. But obviously, because of the overall weekend. Yeah, but obviously, sweeping would have been what I wanted, and it was. <laughs> You always want to win races. That's race car drivers. You're never going to show up to a weekend and be like, yeah, it's okay. I finished second. Like, that's never going to be. So, I would have been – he was pretty frustrated. He wasn't annoyed. We're both – like, he was always super, super polite to me, no matter what happened in the race. I think we both have that. I mean, there are plenty of pictures on the FRP website of us, like, getting out of the cars and laughing with each other after every session because, yeah, that's the way racing should be. And he was frustrated for obvious reasons. I mean, on – on timing and scoring, he was P1 because of just where the, um, uh, what are they called? The transponders were mounted. Yeah. So, I mean, if I were in his position, I'd definitely be frustrated too, but I got lucky on my end. <laughs> I understand. One of the differences in karting and now the levels that you get to versus, say, travel soccer, which said the same amount of commitment, the same amount of things, um, I don't see racing giving out a lot of participation trophies as it does in, in uh, other types of sports and whatever. I said that, not you, so I can, uh, I can take whatever heat uh, that that is, uh, might develop. You talk about your teams that are helping you out. Um, obviously, there's a common thread with uh, the group that's backing you. Um, give a shout-out to your partners, uh, any sponsors that are helping you out or helped you out over this last season. So uh, Defoy Aerospace this whole year has been a huge help to us. Um, they are a company in Denmark, I believe, or Germany. Okay. Uh, and they, they make so uh, vertical takeoff and landing planes, but they're electric, which is very cool. Wow. Um, okay. And then Stilo, the uh, USA part of Stilo, uh, they have been a huge help this whole season with uh, Jay Braxton, the one who runs Simpson. He has okay. been a huge, huge help to us and just helping me sort of prepare for the season because a lot of the times, though, as – much money and time we put into making the race cars go fast radios and other electronics struggle <laughs> a lot yeah. more than you'd expect um and then uh everyone at Sawbelt has been a huge help to us this whole season so yeah yeah and and you put them to a test it sounds like at vir when you uh went, went into your canoe and uh, uh testing out their equipment and being able to go through that um, seat time. Seat time is always so important without giving away any details. I don't want to know anything about next season, but off season, is it your plans for uh, Chris Griffiths and, and, uh, then being able to put yourself in a position to have some seat time, whether it be carding or, or other types of testing, uh, in Florida or something along that line? Yes, definitely. I mean, the, the goal is just to get as much seat time as I can in cars, carts, anything for this entire, uh, off season. So I think I'm going to be with team Pelfrey, the team I was working with uh, this previous season. I'm hoping, not hoping, I'm going to be doing some driver coaching for them and trying to get as many drivers as I can recommended over there and see if we can help out some young drivers. Uh, okay. A lot of people are actually coming up from my old karting team and mm -hmm. moving into cars, which is quite cool. And it's really nice to be able to sort of like have familiar faces and work with them. Um, and then yeah, I mean, it's going to be about, we're trying to get, obviously, as many tests as we can in. That makes sense financially to really get seat time in the car and learn about the car, because it is very, very different than the 1600 car. And then karting-wise, I mean, I still own from not really that long ago, the beginning of this season, I was still doing karting. So from from then, I still own my, my go-kart and my motor. So I'll probably be at, at Oakland Valley running laps as much as I can, just to get 
back into the strength conditioning of things. Yep. Ocala's down here in Anderson uh, Race Park. Uh, um, you know, you'd be able to shine down here if you uh, wanted some sunshine when you guys are up there uh, shoveling uh, snow uh, to be able to do that. So dream with me for a little bit. What would it be like to make the field of the Indy 500? Yeah, I, I don't even know what I could say. I mean, that's, it's, a, it's a dream. It's exactly that. And I mean, I don't know. It would just be past everything that I've ever imagined because to be honest from my my career started in 2015 I mean that's not it was my first time ever in a go-kart and it was an indoor go-kart in 2015 I was wow okay was, yeah I was 12 at that point and then um and I mean this this season we weren't even planning on racing cars we were almost completely sure we were gonna be racing go-karts this full season and then okay. Suddenly I did my test with Pelfrey and we showed it to Road Atlanta and did really well and we decided we run the car season and I mean everything took off from there so I mean for example Oliver Askew just looking up to him because he is probably a pretty big idol of mine at the moment um him and Robert Rienes just the just pursuing that ladder just getting up the system and and getting there and obviously the road to Indy Bernard right to keep retires gives an awesome opportunity to do that for young drivers I don't think there's anything like that around the world and you can see Europeans coming over because it is just such an awesome opportunity um but the Indy 500 would be a complete dream and any team, any car, whatever, just racing there would be insane. And obviously the dream is sometime, someday to race there and obviously to win there sometime. Have you ever been to an Indy 500? Unfortunately not. I have watched oh, everyone sense. since I got into racing, but not been to an Indy 500. Okay. Well, there, there we go. So now you have that even as a, a bucket list because there's something completely different about it. Uh, people that listen all the time that probably get tired of my stories is this year was my 20th straight. Uh, I've never sat in the same seat um, in a different year. So I've been in different parts of the track in order to uh, experience it. Uh, some years it's been a family reunion with my brother, who's uh, actually a crew chief on a sprint car uh, that runs out in the uh, Evergreen Speedway in uh, Seattle, the Everett, Seattle area. Uh, so a little bit of racing in our blood there. Uh, but there's racing at the local track, uh, which is the equivalent of church. And then there's the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, which is definitely a cathedral. And, and yes, that Road to Indy series providing a, a, a pretty straightforward path at least for the opportunity to be able to do it. And, uh, um, you know, I wish you well on your journey. Uh, would love to have the opportunity to uh, check back with you uh, in the off season. Maybe if you uh, do participate in Chris Griffiths to talk to you after that. And, uh, but at least uh, touch base, uh, especially when it's uh, 32 degrees there and it's a, a balmy 70 here in Florida because uh, uh, we've only got a 160 plus days until cars are on the track in St. Pete. So uh, uh, the off season will go pretty quick, but I'd love to be able to check in with you. Yeah, I would love to too. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You got it. You got it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Green, really a um, up and coming superstar uh, on a fast track, it sounds like with his cars, uh, but to be recognized, even to be one of the finalists is such an honor for that Team USA scholarship. Uh, to be in the likes of uh, Braden Eves that we've had on the show, the uh, USF 2000 champion, um, really are good uh, shoes to follow in. And I congratulate you on that, no matter how it turns out with the scholarship award. And I uh, look forward to some big things to you in the future. 
Uh, folks, if you're uh, listening, you can subscribe to this podcast on any one of the major players. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Uh, would love for you to uh, leave a comment, share, do all those social media stuff that you're supposed to do. Uh, show us some love. We'd appreciate it. And so until next time, I appreciate it, Josh. And to all of you, keep dreaming. Thank you much, Josh. Appreciate it.